This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class at anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and my champion mindset, co-host Marcus Pierce. Lawrence Tam, great to be with you, great man. How are we? I'm fantastically well. I am very, very well. Uh, it's you are been... very well rested, aren't you? You've been living at the uh, W Retreat Hotel and Spa, probably, what, the 47th time that you've been there, LT? Yeah, mate. Listen, I was only there for four days. It was not long enough, and uh, I was recovering from jet lag, which I didn't really Fair call, have, actually. But, I did uh... <laughs> message you once, and you were there, and then the next day you were home, so fair yeah. enough. You weren't there for very long. No, I wasn't. It was really strange. Uh, I was in uh, Los Angeles for uh, about six, seven days and traveled back and literally flew, I think, over 30-somewhat hours um, by the time I got to Bali because I had a like a 5-6 over layover in Perth. I literally came home, oh, wow. showered, and uh, did a couple back things for a couple hours and back to the airport to go catch up with the family. <laughs> <laughs> it was the strangest thing. I tried to get on an earlier flight, um, oh, but I couldn't. Uh, they, they wouldn't. Oh, so you didn't travel to Bali with the family? No. I tried to break it up, you know, one other, you know. Uh, one of the reasons why is because you know it's hard on the kids and hard on me and uh, the family that you know I'm I'm away for for six seven days and so you know we try to break it up so we said why don't you my wife to take uh, Karen she to take the kids over there um, about three or four days into it so it just feels like there's some transition and progress yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, so that it's it just so that they don't feel like they're missing me for seven days so much because they're in a different place there's a different environment so there's yeah. you know that's a reason why for that and, and it, cool. it, yeah so it was actually a lot better uh, I was going to say some of the mums listening might go LT how did you make why did you make Karen get on that plane with the two kids she's got to look after them for all that time but you're like hey they're going to Bali for twice as long as I am yeah, they were there for like ten days. Like, come yeah, on, they here. Could have <laughs> so, all that. exactly. They got, they got, they got beautiful weather. They got, uh, yeah. you know, and she's done it so many times, um, and she knows that, you know, it's not like sending, go sending her to a country that she doesn't know anything about. So she would have been a bit nervous about that. But because we've been there so often, yeah, you know, she 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 was fine. The kids have been traveling, you know, since they were, you know, three months old. So uh, it's not a big deal for them. Now, LT, I have to ask you. As a result of all of this, if I said to you, Lawrence, are you feeling busy right now? What would you say? <laughs> That's because I just done a podcast on busyness and the wellness guys. I'm saying I am just cool. <laughs> no, yeah, just you are. But here's the thing, right? I have listened to your podcast with the uh, boys from Careers Unplugged and I've been listening to – I did a podcast with uh, Damo on 100 Not Out recently. He's doing Trevor Hendy's boot camp for the soul program and Damo revealed on 100 not out that he's working 80 hour weeks and i was i was flummoxed i was like Damo, that's just intense and then i i probably work uh 45 hours in the week and then i was having a chat to cindy o'meara on the phone yesterday and she's 50 or maybe i think she might be 50 or just over 50 and she's saying how great it is because she's um traveling the world, doing what she loves. The kids aren't at home anymore. She's got all of this freedom and flexibility, but she could not have um, she could not have run the business that she is now when she had the kids. When she was raising the kids, there's no way she could have been 
doing, all the travel that she's doing and all of the growth um, phases with uh, changing habits. And just made me think, you know, and as I said, I've been listening to, to Stu and Rich on the Wellness Guys and I thought, how do we fit it all in? Because this has got to be a topic or a, a thought process that a lot of people think of is, you know, if you're listening to Inside the Champion's Mind, you are someone that just, you love to do stuff and you love to experience things. But there's got to come a point out too where we go, well, how do we fit all of this in? And I don't know that there's necessarily an answer, but I thought it would be well worth a topic and discussion on the podcast today. I think it's a great topic. I think it's it's great. Uh, I always admire and just praise you for coming up with amazing insights, um, like <laughs> content, like for us to talk about because – you know, if we were seeing a podcast on any other podcast, we'd be like debating for, you know, what we're going to talk about. But you just come up with one idea and then we can riff on for 30 minutes and uh, probably want more time. And I'm sure yep. a lot of the audience have mentioned this many times. Like, I wish you guys can do a longer podcast, but, <laughs> you know, but we just can't fit it all in. Haha, <laughs> ironically. So <laughs> uh, one of the things is I think when uh, Damien, you know, when he does uh, 80 hours a week, yeah, it's, it's absolutely in, you know, what we call insanity. And he talks about how he loves insanity. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a perfect fit for him. I, I agree with Cindy. I think, you know, if, if it was another time, um, it, you know, in our life, I probably wouldn't be able to do some of this stuff. But I think it's a matter of perspective. All right. Let's, let's, let's bring it back here for a second. I think it's a matter of a perception of what is actually capable and what's not capable. So let's, I've been reading this book called Abundance and uh, here by Peter Diamandis. And man, he has opened up my eyes of what's actually possible. Now, Obviously, he's talking more about abundance in society. We always think about lack lack and scarcity and the world's ending and we're going to be overpopulated soon and global warming is going to kill us all and uh, we're going to run out of food. Um, our kids are going to die of pollution and so on and so forth. And so he actually took a different slant is that we actually live in a world of an abundant model. And his mindset is that we, we have so much abundance in our lives. He said the poorest people in the world at the moment, you know, just say we'll take America because that's easy. Um, say the poor people in America, what they have is, you know, sometimes what they possess is actually way more than what the richest people in America had like 300 years ago. You know, they have television, they have a phone, they have a, yes. they have a shelter. And yes. it's kind of weird, isn't it? When you say that and you go, yeah, that's kind of true. And we don't, you know, I'm not saying that it's, it's not, not bad being, you know, not bad being poor or anything. What I'm saying is just putting back in the perspective of what it means to be poor or what it means to be rich, or in this case, what it means to be fitting it all in or having enough time. Because one thing I know for a fact is that I have 24 hours in a day. You have 24 hours in a day. Um, so does Damien or Brad or whoever. So does Richard Branson, Donald Trump, you know, um, Gandhi when he was alive. Um, you know, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, they all had 24 hours in a day. And the perspective is, what can you get accomplished in those 24 hours and also in the short lifespan that we actually, each of us have? The one true thing is that we never know when we're going to die, but we do know that um, you you can either use those times in our lives to actually do something or we don't. I mean, it's always a constant battle within ourselves. Um to really get things accomplished. And one of the other books I read, uh, I'm diverting here, but I could just, I'll come back no, to no, abundance. The other book that I read was called The Art of War. No, oh, sorry, The oh, War of the Art. War of, uh, the War of Art. talking about The War the of War Art. Of art. Um, and The War of Art was uh, by a guy named Stephen Pressfield. 
Yeah. All right. Not the Chinese version. That was the Art of War. So yeah. the War of Art was by Stephen Pressfield, who also wrote a book called Turning Pro, which is part two of that book. He's actually also the same author that wrote The Legend of Beggar Vance. Yes, okay. um, with uh, the movie that turned into a movie with uh, Will Smith in it and uh, Matt Damon. And so he talks about something called the resistance. And the resistance is that internal resistance in us that stops us from doing our work. And when he says work, it's not the work, like, you know, working. It's about our art, like yeah. our work of art. And the work of art is us doing what we are meant to do. And so as a writer... Uh, as I say, a podcaster, for example, like in our situation at this moment in stage, if this is what we will define ourselves right now in this podcast, where say we're podcasting, we could have the resistance going, you know, I'm pretty tired. Like I literally have been speaking um, all morning, probably for the last four or five hours with people, um, you know, dealing with my clients and potential clients and talking to them. And, and I literally just got off the plane, right, on a couple of days ago. I just spent, um, uh, I just flew to Sydney. And did a nine-hour <laughs> nine hour presentation, like nine hours, all me, right? And then that night, like finished, hopped in a taxi, got on a plane to go to Melbourne, right? And then I did another nine hours in Melbourne, right? So I just spoke for like, you know, 16 to 18 hours in two days in two cities, and I live in Perth, right? And I came back on Monday morning. I got up at 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning to catch a flight and be back here. Um, you know, I was here like 8.30 or 9 o'clock in Perth. Right, so in three days I did two cities. Passing all of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were, you know, luckily my my daughter was in school. I picked her up from school at lunchtime, surprised her, and everything. So, but the thing is, what I'm saying, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to make me a a hero, right? What I'm saying is that I don't even know what my point was. I think it was just more that I've been speaking for a long time, but I could have the resistance easily going, Marcus, man, listen, dude, my voice is like shot, and I I just don't want to speak anymore. I'm just sick of tired of speaking. Um, I could easily just done that. I could have just said. You know what? Like, could we just make it and reschedule it for another time? Or I could say, you know what? I just rather just sit here and right now and just go uh, look at what's on Facebook, or well, you can check my email, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So that's that internal resistance within us to stop us from doing what we're meant to do or should be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, then it seems to me that what you're saying is that when you know what your art is, you'll always find a way if you if you get past this resistance that you're talking about to get your art done, so to speak. But the challenge is that if you fill your time with emails and Facebook and other things, then you're not going to fit it all in if we're talking about how do we fit it all in. So it seems to me that what that when you went to Sydney and went to Melbourne and all the rest of it, because you knew that that was the work that needed to be done in order for you to be the best version of yourself or to fully express yourself and despite the consequences it wasn't even an option to not do it. Just like recording this podcast, it's not an option to not do it because you just know that this is just another uh, ingredient in being the best LT. So can I glean from that that if you're going to fit it all in, you actually have to know what it is that your art is in the first place? I think fitting in a means is that what are you trying to fit in, right? Yeah, exactly. What's important to you? Because it's like being fitting it in to be just to be busy for the sake of being busy that could mean a lot of things so i love this recent blog on uh seth golden talked about busyness and he says that you know there's two like there's he said two types of busyness but i think there's various types of busy so like say when i'm doing like right now we're speaking to each other we're recording a podcast Mm. we are busy right now right there's nothing else we can do right now to be busy, unless you know you're Damien Christoph and you can Facebook and tweet and <laughs> do a podcast at the same time oh, and answer man. someone's question. I can't do that, so yeah. 
I have to pay attention to you and then I have to kind of create content um, as we speak, right? So I'm busy. So I can't answer a phone call. I can't deal with my, my son at the moment or I can't you know, talk to anybody else other than you and recording this podcast. So I'm busy, right? But there's also another kind of busy, right? The other kind of busy is like, you know, you're busy running around, dropping your kids off somewhere, um, going to their kids' day sport, going to their assemblies. Um, there's busyness of like doing the laundry, ironing, doing whatever, right? That's also being busy as well. Okay. Yep. And there's also just being busy, shuffling paper, just move things around to make you appear to look busy, right? Or to make yourself think you're busy. But to me is that, and trust me, I'm guilty of this as well, right? Okay. So let's be clear on that. I'm not perfect in this. And I'm sure none of us are, is that even though when we're somewhat quote unquote busy, there's also points in our lives where that we're just shuffling paper. We're just doing things that are really non-productive, but we are busy in a way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, like I'm sure we are, you know, doing things that we really probably shouldn't have to, you know? So I was clear on this a few years ago that I was, and I'm continually trying to be clear on this, is that, you know, the only reason why, not, not the only reason, but how Cindy O'Meara is able to do what she's able to do is she's been able to fine tune what she's, what she's great at, her, yes. her, her genius skills. And I talked about it on this weekend. You know, Dan Sullivan talks about these four areas, right? And it's, it's clear in my mind that there's things that you're incompetent at and there's things that you're competent at and there's things that you are excellent at and there's things that you're a genius. Like you're the only person who should be doing that in your business or your home or in your life, mm-hmm. whatever capacity. We'll take business because that's easy to kind of comprehend. So you're the only person who can, like as a chiropractor, you know, I have to think that my genius skill was adjusting people. Yeah. Yep. And even to that point, I've actually removed that genius now and I don't even adjust anybody. Make sense? Yeah. Because it's about fine tuning. So there's four categories, incompetent, competency, excellence, and genius. Right. So Dan Sullivan said this. So now you write them all, write down all the things you do in your practice or your business or your life or whatever. And then you put them in those four categories. And job number one is to kind of eliminate all the things that you're incompetent at. Like get rid of it. Like, if you really suck at something, why are you doing it? Okay? Um, and some people might think, well, that's kind of ridiculous. I go, well, no. If you want to fit it all in, if you want to do things that's productive and do things that, I mean, let's think about it. Do you get energized when you actually do stuff that you don't like to do or you don't even know how to do? There's not a person in the planet that does. Right. So why would we do things that do, do not energize us when it actually takes us energy? Yeah. Like, if I was to build a website, which I probably could, but if I don't know how to code, I would take me days or weeks or months to learn how to code just to build a website where I can probably hire someone to do it in an hour. Yeah. You know? And which is their genius. So by not by doing something that I'm incompetent at, I'm actually stealing job away from someone who's genius, who they get thrive, they thrive on energy from by doing yeah. that. And I'm talking about eliminating things like mowing the lawn. Oh, don't get me started. I'm mowing the lawn, LT. You're mowing the lawn. I, no, no, no. I did it. I did it four times before we left Victoria, and I just said to Sarah the other day how much I love not mowing the lawn because I suck at mowing the lawn. Right. I've See, spent. I think I've spent ten hours of my life mowing the lawn, and for me, it was nine hours and fifty nine minutes too many. Yeah, I was great at mowing the lawn when I was twelve. Right, but that was Can- that's Canadian grass. Can I just right? tell you something? It's just so off topic. When I was twelve, I was given the job of mowing the lawn, and I sucked at it so much, and I told myself that over and over again that I somehow convinced my sister to mow the lawn. Nice. And she was ten, 
and people hang it on me for doing it. No. And there's a part of me that says, well, maybe I should have, could have, would have mowed the lawns because I was the man of the house. But, man, I was incompetent at it. So, uh, Olivia was good at it, and she did it. She did Art it of delegation. Man, you were skillful. <laughs> and we have a very loving relationship. She has no hang-ups about mowing the lawn when she was 10. Well, the thing is, right, it's about if you can eliminate all the things. Just think about it. If you just, just you know, imagine yourself taking all those incompetent things that you're really incompetent at and actually being able to just get rid of it off your plate. The sigh of relief just comes over your shoulders. Look, I've got to ask you a question, though, LT. Yeah. Um, I reckon there's people listening right now, right? Because I am, and I'm not saying this to be to boast. I'm not thinking that there's anything in my life right now that I'm doing regularly that I feel incompetent at. But I know there's things that I'm doing in my life that I'm competent at. Yes. You. Yep. That I, I would delegate those things. Mm-hmm. So do, do you think that's something that is important to recognize it? And you're probably going to get onto this point, but it's not so much if you're incompetent. I'd say it's almost whether even if you're competent or maybe even if you're excellent at it and you, you're working up the ladder here, if it doesn't actually bring you joy and energy like you were saying earlier, if you're not energized by doing it. Like I know there's things that I do that I'm competent and some things that I'm excellent at that actually don't push my buttons. Oh, like, and I go, yes, I love this. This is the best. But I know I'm, I know I'm good at it. Yeah, that was only step one. So step two is once you eliminate all the incompetency. I jumped the gun, didn't I? I jumped the gun. No, no, Sorry. it's all right. But that's the step two is to eliminate all the things that you're competent at. So like I was okay at you know say you know uh, doing myob or like some accounting system or bookkeeping system in my business. Yes, yes. That was my job, right? That was my job, and I thought like, why am I doing this? Okay, like literally paying bills with yeah. my credit card. Yeah, I'm competent at it, right? I can call up a, a business, which most business people have to do to kind of pay their, their orders and stuff. But yeah. I don't need to sit there for 10 minutes waiting for someone to answer the phone call so I can give my credit card details every single month to kind yes. of pay my bill. And so I eliminated that. And then the next thing you look at it goes, okay, I'm really great at some, I'm, I'm you know, one example is I can ed- edit a video really well, I think. You know, yep. I'm pretty excellent at it. I can create a video pretty fast and I can, you know, edit and put some slides and stuff better than most people. But I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I hate encoding. It takes me forever. Yep. I can, like, for example, when we started the Wellness Guys, I used to edit all the podcast. Didn't you build the original Wellness Guys website? Uh, oh, you know, you no. uploaded all of the podcasts. No. I loved uploaded all the podcasts. I yep. edited all the podcasts. I did all of that. That was me. I did that for like six months. Yeah, wow. Right? That was my job. And then I thought, wait a second. This is not my skill set, obviously. I was excellent at it. I was pretty good at it. Um, you know, not the totally, it wasn't my genius skill, but we need to outsource this. And that's but it didn't we, make you happy. It didn't make you feel. Yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was okay. Like, you, you know, it was something I could do. But the thing is, yeah. is that I eliminated those things as well. And but so the goal. You don't want to live in okay. This is the thing, though, is what I'm trying to get at. You don't want to be okay. You don't want to feel okay about it. Because yeah, you want to feel fantastic. Things, you want yeah. to feel energized that all you focus on is just genius stuff. And then if you if you really go to like step little four or five here is that you want to go look through your genius and go how can I eliminate some more of that so you just focus on one thing, yeah right. I mean if yep. I can only just teach and speak and travel, yeah, I'll be happy. Well, you're sounding like a Demartini because it sounds like <laughs> you right. did that the similar process. You get down to the four things that he loves doing is researching, writing, traveling, and speaking. Cindy's Cindy's in this space at the moment. She wants to write. She just wants to write and write and write. Yeah. Um, 
and it's it's clear. Like, and I reckon if anyone's listening here that's going, okay, what am I going to do to fit it all in? This model that you've discussed is the model. You can hold this model and keep yourself accountable to this model on a daily or weekly basis. Have a look at what you do in a day and next to every you know hour of your day, go, well, was I in competence there or was I in excellence there or was I in genius mode there? Until you can get, I'm guessing, LT, as many genius hours in your day as humanly possible. Well, exactly right. I mean, most of the thing, we're not asking you to work 24 hours a day, right? And we're not work, asking you to work 8, 10 hours. Like, let's not try to be a hero here. No, no, no. But I'm talking, I'm just talking, sorry, I'm probably talking about life. I'm talking like, like when you get up in the morning and you exercise, right? I'm doing some exercise at the moment that I'm loving. I feel like I'm somewhere between competence and excellence at. Yeah. But I want to move up that ladder. You know yeah, so I mean? there's certain things not that we can't. other areas of life as well. There's certain things that we can't outsource, right? So... One is exercising. Like you can't get, I can't get Marcus to exercise for me. Right? So I, do, I, I had <laughs> the next. Someone best... trying to figure it out. Well, that's why they're trying to make a pill, hey. Yeah. Is someone well, trying to figure exactly. it out? Exactly. So I think you, you can hack certain exercises, so like do the minimal amount of work to get the best results. I think you can do that. Um, so I hacked my exercise regime is by having someone to train me. You yeah. know, I have to show up and they tell me what to do. I don't have to think about the exercise. I don't yep. have to worry about what I need to do next or what I'm missing. I just get someone else to tell me what to do. And so what yep. that does, I eliminate like out, you know, probably, you know, hours of, of thinking about what exercise to do next or how I'm going to do this. And, you know, we're not waiting for recovery, all that stuff. I just get someone else to do it for me and push me because I yep. know that they will push me harder than I can push myself. The next one, the next one has to be um, quality time with family and friends. Can't outsource that. Yeah, you can't outsource that. You know, uh, so, you know, you, you can, you got to spend time with your family and stuff. And so, you know, well, I, you know, I only work really three days a week max. Um, and, um, and those are the time and every other time is, is to kind of just shut off and, and try not, I know we're not, we're not perfect at this, but it's to kind of when it's family time, it's family time. When it's work time, it's work time. Hey, no, I've, no got to, I've, got to, I've got to ask you about this though, because I know if anyone else is like me, people are thinking, hold on, man, how does LT do all of he, what he does in three days? I am thinking for sure, LT, that when the family goes to sleep at night, you're still working. I used to. I used oh, to a lot. Um, I don't do that so much anymore. Um, so I think, you know, maybe the, I'm speaking out of turn, but I can just use my experience, right? So before kids, yeah, when my wife used to go to bed like around, say, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, like probably 10 o'clock, I'll be working until 12. Yeah. You know, from 10 to 12, I spend time till, till when she goes to bed and then I'm working. And my butt off. And so, yeah. um, but that was before kids. Once kids came around, that, that didn't happen so <laughs> yeah, much for three years. Yeah. And then, um, but then after a while, once they were settled down, then yeah, I was still working, you know, late at nighttime. And so, yeah, I think you gotta, you gotta work your butt off to, to do, to get accomplished what you, what you're able to do. But once you hit a certain age, um, I think some of that, some of that drive kind of eases up a little bit because you realize, you know, how, how important sleep is and, and how important, um, you know, just kind of winding down the day also is important too as well. So I think yep. it depends on what phase in your life you're at. Um, yep. Then you can kind of dedicate that. Yeah. Do I ever work till like 11, 12 o'clock? Yeah, I do. I'm not saying that I never um, now, but I try not to do that as much as possible now because I don't, yep. I don't, I'm not as productive. My productive time is usually well, during the day. I'm so glad you said this. I have met another ally. I have made a priority to actually fit in eight hours of sleep for one of the first times in my life. Mm. So I'd now be going to bed more at 9.30 and waking up at 
and my routine is then exercise till quarter past six, six thirty, and then Sarah and I swap. The kids are up by then. Sarah and I swap. Sarah goes and exercises, and I make breakfast for the kids, and away we go. But um, is that where you're at? Are you finding it more important to get quality sleep so that your performance is more world class? Yeah, like I, I think sleep is really important, and um, and obviously I'm, I'm I'm you know sometimes there's going to be days where I can't get that, so it's both cumulative. Happen, yeah. Like give you examples this weekend like i mean i was up at 3 40 in the morning on perf time on friday to catch a flight to go to sydney and i got an average of maybe like six hours five six hours of sleep a night when i was there because i had to go from one place to another to another to another and so yeah it wasn't great sleep but it's now it's about so i know this week i'm trying to catch up one extra hour each day yeah wow to kind of catch up on the missing hours so it's not about it's not about like oh i gotta sleep like 12 hours tomorrow or something it's about if i can just (laughs) aim for you know eight hours or nine hours or the next you know next this week just an extra hour here and there not every day then i will be able to kind of catch up on that time um so can i throw another one in there yeah uh i think one of the biggest challenges to fitting it all in is the mass media and my view is that if you want to bring more of what you want in your life into your life, you have to pull the plug like 95%, maybe 90% on TV because I reckon a lot of people that say, I want to do more with my life are spending too much time viewing other people's agendas Yeah, and it's easy. So I don't know where you sit. I love my sport. I know you love your sport. I, have, I love watching sport on TV. And I use it to relax and uh, unwind, so to speak. Um, but I feel that you have to earn the right. Well, I use I use the term "earn the right" a lot in our family. So you earn the right to dessert. You can't just go and you can't skip dinner to go to dessert, so to speak. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like in life we have to earn the right to some of the things that. I don't know what is it. What does Stephen Covey call it? Do the work first and play later. Work first, play second. Whereas a lot of people will go to play first and then maybe get to work if they get to it. I think, I think um, it depends on how you see, see things. I mean, I love my sport. Lucky, I just don't enjoy Australian sports, so therefore I don't. I don't have to don't watch. Know how, so I don't know how you do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's because I didn't grow up with this culture. I grew up mostly with American sports, so I and I never get the chance to watch it. But the other thing too, as well, I think oh yeah, I do love watching sports and um, and I love going to live games and and uh, being part of that culture and. And yeah, I do watch television, and that, that's because that's what my life, my wife likes as well. So we enjoy certain few shows and stuff, and it's about really how yeah. To, but it's not six hours a day. No, 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 no. It's about do you know, you know, do you know it's what like I an mean? hour, or two hours, maybe max of, of something that we actually really enjoy and we can talk about and and, yeah. and get some stuff. And it's also like it's it's also like hacking it too as well. Like you know how to ha- use that word quite a bit today, but you know like rather than watching like a live show, it's to record it and then just watch the recording of it so you can fast forward through the commercials um you know and watching movies are are something that we like to do and because we just get you know we just love watching movies so i mean it's basically that delay thing you talked about for for example like you know we this is about fighting resistance right so you know on a plane um i'm absolutely exhausted and so i'm coming home it's you know probably six o'clock five o'clock in the morning catching a flight back to perth easily i could just probably just kind of close my eyes and, and go to sleep and so yeah. the resistance is okay. Well, listen, I can probably go to sleep later. And um, but right now, like I know that I think I may have discussed this on this podcast. But I know that I have a good forty-five minutes, if not forty-five minutes to an hour, where the plate that they're going to start serving food. Yeah. So which means I'm going to lose my desk 
right? My office desk on a plane, (laughs) which is my my table. And so then I go, all right, rather than fight the resistance of wanting to go watch TV and just relax and chill out on a plane. So I usually use that first 45 minutes. If this is only if I'm traveling by myself, obviously obviously with families, a bit different. But if I'm traveling by myself and it's a work thing, then that first 45 minutes is all about really getting whatever needs to get done. So that when that, so I have time pressure to get it done. I have 45 minutes of really productive work, really, to before that tray comes. And then once the tray comes, there's nothing I can do. Like literally, it's food in front of me. I can't like, you know, unless I'm in business class, I you know really have no much space to really put anything else. And so that's when I would go. All right, well dad maybe talk. yeah, it's a bit of downtime. So I'll watch yeah. you know maybe a show for an hour or whatever while I eat dinner. So that leads to a little bit relaxing. But I earned it in a sense if you put it in your terms. Um, and I think that's sort of something that's is worthwhile. If you're traveling by yourself, if you, if you're at work, if you're a business and you're type of entrepreneur that type of thing, I think it's a really good idea to do something like that. Um, it's just really framing it. It's and framing it to make sure that you get to enjoy it. Like, let's go back to the original discussion. I know we only got a couple of minutes left. So how do you fit it all in? Like let's look at Cindy O'Mara versus anybody else, or you know like you know you. It's just that you got to plan the life that you want. And I believe that we're all trying to craft the life that we would desire. And so what I was working on was that I was working, you know, three three days a week or down to two days a week as a chiropractor. But then I was doing all this other stuff. And I was working hard when I was working two businesses. And I realized that I had to stop something because I didn't want that life. I wanted to be able to travel and I want to have the opportunity to travel rather than coming home on a Sunday night, late Sunday night, I'm going to go to work on Monday. That's what mm-hmm. I didn't want. So I started taking things away, uh, which was practice, which was obviously a big thing for me. You know, it's hard for me to leave practice and leave my clients and 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 uh, and, and for to do that. But I knew there was a bigger purpose for me. So you got to be able to be clear on the life that you want to create for yourself. You know, if you want to work 60, 70 hours a week, fantastic. If that's the life that you want, go for it. I'm not, there's no question about that. Some people well, need to do demo, that. Demo's 80 hour week is, uh, and I probably should have said that at the beginning, I'm not wronging it or dissing it. Yeah. just, that's that, and that's exactly right. Everything's for different people at different stages of life. Yeah, and he's also might be that's may not be what he wants right now, but he's okay with working that hard to create maybe a 20 hour week later on. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if there's as long as there's purpose for it, but some people just really just love working that hard. But some people see it as not work. I never found chiropractic to be a work. Yes. I don't find teaching and and and, and as work. I don't yeah. really haven't really worked in a very long time in a sense because yeah. I don't see anything that I do as work. The only thing I do work is when I'm and stuck in excellence, competence, and incompetence. Yep. That's awesome. That is such a good model for people to take away from this podcast, LT. And if no one else does, I'm taking it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, so if you're going to get anything out of this, go design your life. Go design the life that you want. Now, does it mean that you're going to happen? It's going to happen tomorrow? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying design the life that you want to life. So I know that I want a life. So I'll give you one last example, and we'll leave off, leave this off because I think it's important to have an example. I know that I want at this stage in my life that I want a life that I want to spend some time with my family. I want to be able to have dinners with them. I want to be able to go to school whenever I want. I'm not dictated by any dictated by anybody else's schedule but mine. I want to be able to travel with my family to do what I, you know, to do while I'm doing what I love to do, okay? And it's kind of come into play. Like over the last year or so, I'm traveling, you know, at least once a month, but my family like last year traveled at least I believe six or seven times. Yeah. of the year awesome. right so every two months they were traveling with me or was going with me and i try to make sure that they're part of with me so it's not like i'm always traveling myself and some people say how do you do it well you also got to remember i'm traveling a lot but i also don't have to work during the week when i come back 
if I choose yeah. not to. So I'm there with my family and with my kids. So it's just difference. And, and so I don't think we need to, yes, is it hard? Of course it is. But we don't need to look at someone else's life and judge it. We just need to look at someone else's life and go, well, what, what parts of it do I want to be incorporated into my life? Yes. And how can I make that happen? And does it mean that it might take you 10 years to do that? Maybe. It may take you five years. But at least you're aiming for something, a target. And I love my friend, good friend Taki. And he wants an elf life. And ELF, easy, lucrative, and fun. So his whole mantra, his family's mantra, is that he has to be having an elf life, which means everything that he does with his family has to be easy, it's lucrative, and it's fun. I mean, I think that's a great way of looking at life, to make things easy for you and not make it hard. And does it mean that you have to work for it? Yes, it probably does. But it's the creating and designing your life. Because right now we're at a different stages, stage in life or you know, in, in society than we were when our parents were, you know, doing it. Because our parents were more situations where they stay with a company for, you know, 20, 30 years, and then they get, you know, a pension at the end. Us, I think it's what Tim Ferriss calls the new rich, which means that people, we just want to live life now, not delay it to retirement. And I I think that's true. Why delay it until retirement to enjoy some parts? I'm not saying blow all your money, but what I'm saying (laughs) is that you should also live to learn to live life right now. And I think the next generation has learned, obviously, do that already. Um, but I think it's important to do so to kind of save and also be able to to know that you're gonna have a great life. But you got to design it and be able to create it. So I hope that you got something out of that. I know we kind of went a little over, but I think it's uh, you know worthwhile. I don't think there'll kinda, be any compliance. Yeah, you're no compliance. Genius, <laughs> well, Thank you for buddy. sharing, mate. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate it. So, guys, go to our Facebook page, go to Inside Champions Mind, and like us there, and so leave us a comment. Um, some people are leaving some great comments there, so thank you so much for your uh, uh, your your praise, and also uh, continue listening as a as a, a great listener for Inside Champions Mind. Go to the Wellness Couch, and the Wellness Summit is coming up very shortly. So, I'd love for you guys to be there. Come say it's hello. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be um, big. It's gonna be huge. And uh, Marcus and I will really appreciate uh, you. You guys come in and saying hello to know that hey put a face to uh they the listeners uh, who i know are listening to the show and subscribe to us on itunes download it and uh, tell your friends tell your friends about inside champions mind i know we're getting we're getting we're we're, we're uh, spreading across the airway, uh, airways because of uh, people like you telling other people um how great this shows and, and what the impact they're having in their lives so this has been inside the champions mind show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in anything that you do this is lawrence tam and marcus pierce see you on the next episode Hi, this is Lawrence Tan from The Wellness Guys and Insights Champions Mind. The Wellness Summit is fast approaching and we have some limited spots for a selected group of people. If you are ready to take your body, your mind, and your life to the next level, join us as a VIP at The Wellness Summit. Ask the speaker any questions you want at our meet and greet and a VIP dinner. You get to sit in the first front four rows for an intimate experience and you get to take home the DVDs and MP3 recordings of the entire event. And for VIP Platinum holders, you get also a $500 wellness couch voucher to spend on any upcoming wellness couch event. Hurry, these Golden Planet VIPs are strictly limited. And for more information and to book your tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.